Hello everyone, this is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration, challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today, my guest is Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Hi, Masha. How are you doing? Everything okay? Happy to, to spend this time with you and to share my experience with you. Thank you for being with us today. If I recall correct, you moved from Argentina to Switzerland. Have you been moving somewhere else or living in another country? Well, I originally come from the north of Argentina. And my first big move was to from Santiago, my hometown, to Buenos Aires. I was living 10 years in Buenos Aires before I moved to Switzerland, to Basel. Is it a big difference inside the country? Oh, yes, there is a big, big difference. I'm coming from a very traditional, small city and suddenly moving to a huge city as Buenos Aires. It opened up new horizons and mindset and relationships. So it was a big difference, a difference, very positive, I would say, but not so easy. It was not so so easy as I expected to to feel at home, even if I was at my country. What were the differences? Expectations would be like it's a big city and it's much more people, less well, personalized, or exactly when you move when you live in a big city, you real the, the life is quite challenge challenging because first it's very lonely life. If you I was living alone, so it's a very lonely life. You need to support yourself in all aspects of your life because everyone is on the same situation there are not so many people who will be able or willing to support you anytime you need so friends are very important but not so easy to to make so it took time for me to have my closest friends and my supportive circle I'd say being far from family also is is, is challenging sometimes um, but after a while once you find your way once you find your 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 identity in a new place, it feels awesome. But it's not. It was not so easy. It took time. Okay, from my experience, because I also moved from a quite let's say small city in Russia to Moscow, the feeling with time, which you cherish, is possibility to be lost in a big city. Mm. Did you experience in that? Well, I have the same here, and we live in a small city. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, distances are long. Um, life speed is, it feels very fast, even faster than small cities. I think also depends on the stage of your life. You no, know, I was uh, just graduated, starting my new job. I was fully dedicated to work, working sometimes 12, 14, 16 hours per day. So, of course, Ooh. my day was very, very short traveling a lot different um, cities different countries so it was it was very um, intense experience but at the end uh, allowed me to grow and to heal so much I needed so much that change that I will be always grateful for my experience in Buenos Aires I love Buenos Aires it's maybe one of my favorite cities in the world but I always explain that it is it was challenging even for me many people, and know me as a very social person and they believe that it's very easy for me to make friends but one thing is to to meet people and have a nice chat and you know and share some coffee another thing is to have that people closer to you 
you know you can rely on and they will be there for you and that's that is not so easy and it's also that it's like you're not in the school you know it's it's already yeah. kind of certies that you i think yeah. there and me also in the big city so it's like for me it was many work colleagues in the big city that yeah, exactly it still is not so deep i think when you when you are younger it's much easier because you have more things in common with people on your same age and same stage probably of life my also my friends my best friends are coming from work they were most of them were coming from different cities too so we were all in the same situation and that um, that made a difference because we understood each other and we knew that we understood how important it was to have someone being far away from your family with the time i also had friends i also have still have very good friends that are from buenos aires so they also have their friends from childhood but they were open to 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 have new new friends new people closer to them so i have both experiences and and very grateful for them but it took it took its time and i think um it evolves naturally with your own yeah. growth yeah i completely agree with you now you're living in switzerland now i'm i'm living in switzerland for seven years whoa that's already, already time flies time yes. flies yes 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 that's already how did it happen that you well here i was living in buenos aires working for a big swiss company And my now husband was also working for the same company in Basel. And there was a project in common in South America and Uruguay. So he needed to travel there for two weeks. I also needed to go to support the team. Actually, the story is, is more interesting because my boss was supposed to go to the project, to go to Uruguay to support the team there during this project. But she was pregnant almost eight months pregnant. So she told me, Eddie, I cannot go. Can you please take my place and, and, and go to Uruguay and help them with this? It was an, an internal audit. So I went and this is how we met. And it was just magic, I would say. I immediately knew that this person was special for me, but I couldn't tell what was going on actually at that point. And a few months after that, that first, Um, days meeting and working together because we were working together uh, Jan came back to, to Buenos Aires this time and this is how we started our story our love story it was beautiful long distance uh, relationship for one year and a half more or less but I mean it's not the one year uh, one hour flight right it's no no it was yeah. super challenging and I need to give all the credit to Jan He was traveling a lot because of work. So every time he was closer, out closer sounds um, too simplistic, but every time he was, he had the possibility to find a, a direct flight to Buenos Aires from wherever he would take it to come and see me. So in one year and a half, I think he came 10 times to Buenos Aires. Ooh. It was really, really a lot of effort. And love, I would say first love and then a lot of effort. Because for me, I didn't have the same possibilities. I came only twice to, to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And I went bankrupt after that. And, and after one year and a half, it was not sustainable. But I mean, was he flying for a weekend only? or 
once he went for four days. Okay. It's, it, I mean, it, it is, you can go bankrupt with the flight. Yes, so. of course, I couldn't. He was, for him, was different because he was uh, traveling um, to combine work, exactly, with the company, and they were, um, it was more flexible for him to catch a direct flight. For me, it was a full trip, Buenos Aires, Basel. You know, there is no direct flight. Yeah. And the, the trips are very expensive, especially for people from Argentina, from South America. So for me, it was a huge, huge effort. And after one year and a half, we said, hey, this is not sustainable. We cannot keep this relationship for, for longer without suffering because it was it was very we were not able to see each other so frequently anymore so we decided that the best option would be for me to move to Basel but again it was not easy coming from South America so the only option I had was to marry my boyfriend at that time so without a, a marriage he was not able to bring me mm-hmm. so we decided to get married after the day after we we had like a small ceremony private one like a spiritual ceremony let's say no religious one and after we, one week after we went to the legal yeah. office in Buenos Aires to sign the, the, the marriage certificate and the day after that date my husband my newly husband left so my honeymoon was like six hours something like that <laughs> <laughs> and then he needed to go back to, to Switzerland so we were in different countries, we were newly married for six months, living in separate countries. So that was also very, it created a lot of anxiety because after we got our certificate, we started the whole process to get my visa and my permit to move here. And when it looks like when you are coming from a European country, those processes are faster and mine took several months so it was really really difficult to I wait mean, for some countries you even don't need i mean you don't need to marry to leave right so that's sure. absolutely not the story yeah. because yeah. the process like for me it was the same yeah i mean it's three months that you can stay but you either get work visa or you marry so okay. i think with um, such stories and this uh, kind of bureaucracy let's call it um it's it makes decision quite fast, but absolutely for us was was more. We were very in love and we wanted to get married, but that was not the time that we were planning to do it. This was a, a forced decision just to be together, and for us was not a, a, a big issue. But still, felt there was no other option. That's and and even with the option and, and being okay with that, you know the uncertainty of. Are they going to give it? Yeah. Are they going to provide a permit or not? It took so long that at a certain point I started to doubt. And imagine by that time, I was already quitting my job, already selling the stuff from my apartment in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. It was such a big decision and move that that permit was critical for me. Yeah. So it was, it was, there were difficult times, but at the end, with a happy ending <laughs> I mean I don't know how was it for you with the interviews or something I was really um, when I applied for visa it's called a fiance visa uh, you kind of have uh, three months to marry otherwise you go home I really was expecting that I come and they will ask questions like in the movies you know what color of the toothbrush he has or mm-hmm. like something like this so I was really it was um 
you know, this curiosity, like uh, in casino, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, will yeah, will they ask, will I match? Can I answer? You know, like that's kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A gaming. But they didn't ask anything, but they sent a letter to my future husband asking all the questions like, dear, mm -hmm, this person wants to marry you. Are you generally aware of it? So we had really to laugh about this. Like someone want to marry you. Are you sure you know this person? And then they asked like how, how many times we met and where we met. So we had really to open our passports to see where the stamps of what countries really? where we traveled. Yeah. So he, they were asking more him, not me, not kind him. of to prove. Yeah. That was funny. Well, in our case it was different because we first got married. Uh, and we just presented the marriage certificate, like, guys, we yeah. are married, so I need to bring my family or my, my wife with me. Um, but it, we had not exactly the same, but also funny situation when we got married in Argentina, because at that moment, my husband didn't speak fluent Spanish. Okay. So, and is he Swiss? Speaks, my husband is Czech from Czech Republic. He speaks perfect English, like me <laughs> talking my English is horrible, but he speaks perfect English, but home in my country, the legal office, they ask us for a Czech translator in order to make sure that he understands what was going on. That he marries. Exactly. So he, when he says yes, he understands what is he signing up for. <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing was that there were no Czech translator. We couldn't find a Czech translator, an official one. So I even do? had a call with the Czech embassy to see if they could help us. So it was such an adventure. At the end, they accepted. They accepted that we could bring it an English translator, and this. So in in the picture, in the Mary picture, we have my husband and me. We have the witnesses and also a translator <laughs> next to you. He's in the history. Exactly. So at the end, um, yes, it worked out well. But again, very challenging um, to just to get married because of the language uh, difference. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, at a certain point, I understand that uh, these type of checks are needed. No, you cannot just... I don't think anyone will be willing to go to an official or a legal office and sign up something without understanding what is it. But yeah, I think it's, it's good that um, there is a clear understanding of what does it mean to get married in every country because yeah. it could be a little bit different yeah there are different procedures i would say yeah when you moved then to your husband to switzerland what was different i mean it's another country obviously but what is different from moving to Buenos Aires? it was a huge uh, impact i thought i underestimated completely the the, the change I was so happy to be with him that I, everything was happiness for me before I moved. I thought it would be okay. But um, the cultural shock was, was big. The first shocking um, thing and the main one for me was the language. You know, I was coming from a Spanish speaker country with my poor English to a country that was German. Basically, everything was in German or even worse in Swiss Deutsch. So I felt completely, I 
blocked. No? I was going to the supermarket and wanted to cry because I couldn't find sugar. <laughs> and I was looking, searching for food based on the pictures. And even though many of the, of the products or most of the products have descriptions in Italian, which is very closer to my, my language, I, I was kind of in, a, in shock. I think that's, that's the, the summary, in cultural shock. So the, the, the language barrier was very challenging for me. Not only the, the German one, which was needed for me to go to the street and, you know, to, to, to go for shopping or to, to go in the tram and suddenly someone was telling the driver, no, the, the, the tram a driver was explaining that the tram needed to deviate. Of course, I didn't understand. I ended up in some places that I didn't even know where I was it calling my husband crying, I'm lost, <laughs> and things like that. So it was very, very challenging. And at the same time, I had the challenge with the English. I moved to Basel and I started to work almost immediately on the same company I was working in Buenos Aires, but in a different position, of course. And my English was not so good. And suddenly my, my position was a global position. So I was in contact with the whole world, countries and accents and communications by phone. And that was extremely challenging for me. Again, I couldn't understand most of the communications. My, my closer colleagues were from India and France. You know, those accents are yeah. sometimes quite difficult. And for someone like me, at that moment, my English was so bad that I couldn't understand. So it was overwhelming. I know by many people experience it, you were quite in a lucky situation to have a job when you move. I mean, it's not for everyone easy to find a job. Yeah, I agree. For me, it was super important to have a job um, immediately after moving. I couldn't imagine myself being at home and my husband being the one supporting the family. For me, that was no-go. I couldn't, my mindset was completely closed. I felt always an independent woman. I wanted to contribute to my family. I didn't want my husband to support me financially. But honestly, it was not the right time for me. I had many other things to solve first. I was living for the very first time with my partner. So I started to meet, to, to know him in a different way. And he started to know me in a different way. So there were so many other processes that needed time and less stress that work was not contributing was not helping okay. if i want to if i want to look at the positive side of the story well it was an intensive course english course so by the end of my work experience that first work experience my english was much better i was working and communicating full time not only personally but also by phone which was the most challenging part for me And so by the end of that experience, I felt more prepared for, for full exposure to, the, to English. But it was so stressful that my self-esteem also dropped a lot because I, I was not able to be the same person as I used to be in my country. I was not able to show my skills or to deliver the same results, quality results. Just because I was overstressed, I had difficulties with the language. And yes, I was in this cultural shock, as I, I call it. Yeah, so it seems that you had several big challenges together. Like you live in a different country with different language. First time together with your partner. It's also 
try and go with the cultures. Like you're Argentinian, your husband is Czech, you live in the third culture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How was the cultural mix of Argentinian and Czech? Did you know anything about the Czech culture before? No, absolutely nothing. I still wonder if our differences as people are mainly cultural. I believe that we are just different. I'm not talking only about my husband and myself, but I met many Argentinian people during my experience here in Switzerland and, of course, in my my previous um, experience in Buenos Aires. And I also had a lot of differences with some people. I think it's about mindset, the way you were raised. I could see, of course, I could understand with time certain aspects of yeah, of my husband's personality connected to his culture. But I also understood that we were just different as with anyone else. So we needed to go through the process of getting to know each other after the honeymoon, the one year and a half honeymoon we had. So yes, of course, we are, we are still different after eight years together or nine years together. But at, at, at that time, with the day-by-day um, routine and experience, it was, it was challenging. I guess the most challenging part was that it was only him and me. And I was so overwhelmed and needed emotional support. And he was not able to provide that support because he he was not my father, right? He was just trying to learn with me how to deal with this uh, new life. And I felt quite uh, alone. So at that point, it was critical and for our couple because... um, we were trying to learn about ourselves and to to find our ways um, being together, living together. We were both used to live alone for a long time, so it was also challenging. That so two bachelors, exactly, exactly. Um, suddenly sharing everything and with our own needs and different times. He was already, let's say, integrated or adapted. Let's say he was already adapted to to the city and to the culture. He also speaks uh, German. So I was in a completely different um, level mm-hmm. in the integration. So I really needed help, but I didn't know to whom to ask. And he was not to help me more or to, to give me all the support I needed. Yeah. That's what what uh, did you do? Like, where did you get help or what helped after, you? Well, after several months at work and a lot of crying, Jan <laughs> <laughs> uh, put me in contact with his coach. He had a personal coach, a very lovely and wise older man. And we started to have some conversations, like friend conversation. And the purpose was to try to guide me on what could I do to feel better because I was not happy at that moment with everything going on, on the wrong direction. It felt that way at that time. So after um, a while and some conversations, I remember him telling me, Eddie, we need you to root. We need you to, to root down, you know, to be to energize yourself, make yourself stronger again, because you are so weak emotionally at this point that everything feels 
falling apart. So what would you help you to feel, to go back to your core and, and root down yeah. and, you know, come back to your, your, to yourself. And I thought, well, before I moved, I, I used to do yoga and that was an awesome experience for me. I loved, uh, I loved yoga and that was definitely my thing. It helped me not only as a physical activity, but also as a mental and a spiritual um, journey. So he suggested me, why you don't come back? And I said, yeah, but here, you know, everything is in German. I don't understand, of course, no, all the excuses. Until I found, of course, there were some yoga studios providing classes in English. I joined, I joined the, the, the studio. I started to take some classes. And that was uh, really a, a, the life change moment for me. Not because things solved immediately, but I started to feel stronger again. And I started to connect with people on a different, on a different, uh, I was only with my husband, work, home, work. We didn't even have time or energy to do something else. So suddenly I started to meet new people, to talk about different things, to find out, I found out that there were many people speaking Spanish also in, in Basel. So that opened up my mind and my spirit and suddenly I started to feel better. The second big change, which was the most important one, was to quit in my job. Okay, so you stopped working. Yes, yes because after, uh, no, against my own, um, how would I say, my own ideas of not being an independent woman, I, I needed to admit that I couldn't do it anymore. That was not helping me anymore. And it was not only because of the work itself. There were some changes at the, at the team that were off, were very negative for myself. We were a group of three. Suddenly one people was fired. The other one was moved. So I was alone doing the work of three people for the same money. So I said, dear all, this is enough. I'm leaving. So I left. And that was the second big step. And that's why I'm, I was explaining you at the beginning, work was maybe not the best decision at the time I moved, but um, it was definitely positive in the sense that it forced me to, to be fully exposed to the multicultural and international um, environment. And after I left my job, I joined one or two months after I joined a yoga school. And I did a seven months uh, yoga training, teacher training, and I became a yoga teacher. Yay, that's a journey. Yeah. So what I understood, I mean, for many people, job would be the essential to move. And it's kind of a safety place, right? When you move and you were settled in your country and that's absolutely new conditions. But it's interesting to hear that for you, it was there from the start, but kind of released you when you quit it. Yeah, I think I think it's good to move with a plan. Okay. I definitely think it's good to move for the, for, with a plan or with at least an idea of what I would like to do in this new place if you are not uh, immediately employed or you don't have a job immediately after moving. For me... I, I, and that's, this is what I, I said, I underestimated the amount of challenges that for me would mean moving with my husband uh, to a different country with a different language, to a new job with a, a third language that was not dominating so well. It was too much. 
I think that looking back, I would do it differently. I will maybe uh, wait a little bit and first try to to get to know the city, you know, to get lost. It was not so simple for me. I understand for other people, it's completely different. They, they just are fine going out and getting lost and they are okay not understanding languages. I even had an experience to, to give you an idea. I was for a month with a friend years ago in south of Asia. So we went to Thailand. We went to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. We also went to Cambodia. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even understand the alphabet, right? <laughs> exactly. And we were fine. But you and were on vacation. I, exactly. You were on a long and, vacation. Exactly. I didn't have any other pressure but to enjoy, to explore, to get lost, just to read and learn, you know, and to live the, the, the experience. So I think it was not the problem of being exposed to some completely different environment. The problem was too many changes at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the, 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 the root cause of such a shock and overwhelming experience. So Job, maybe if I would knew by that, by that time uh, my husband better and our relationship maybe um, living together was already um, established. Ex- established, yeah. yes. I think job would have been a good idea. But I had so many other things to say <laughs> <laughs> internally that it was it was not uh, not helping much. Um, definitely, uh, the the teacher training experience was awesome, and that thing put me on my feet again. Yeah, I can relate to your experience to find that call it coordinates. You know, because we are good established in our country. Usually people who moved, the people I know who moved there already quite established in their own country. Mm. So you have these coordinates which define you in the space, right? You have your job, you have your friends, you have your family. Maybe you have, I don't know, the very little things like a favorite bookshop, the favorite sport, the favorite whatever. And then you out of that and you moved into the other place where you just stand in the center and there is nothing around you, maybe your partner that you know. So what I did also with my move, I really, I made a list of these coordinates, what defined me in Moscow and what really defined my surroundings. And I started to fill it in, in the new environment. So I always suggest and offer people who thinking of moving or or just moved to make this review of your previous life and not copy paste, but to define the same things. Like, what are you? Are you artist? Are you, do you like to sports? Which sports, which friends you can still kind of communicate? Because I think that when you move to the big city, it's kind of filtered your friends from your previous city of living. Mm-hmm. And then when you move to another place like Switzerland, it's, it's again filtered the friends. It's Absolutely. not that they like bad or whatever what but it's filtered with time and because it's a time consuming to still be connected mm-hmm. so it's reducing people with whom you communicate from your previous life I don't know how was it for you yes definitely I would say I am still very connected to my 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 friends and family from Argentina the truth is 
what I learned with the time, and it was a painful learning, is that people that leave the country or the city understand that these relationships, long-distance relationships, require time and effort, dedication. But if you stay in the place and you still have your closer friends, you see them frequently, you really don't understand that there is someone else outside that requires an extra time and effort. And especially when you come back to those places, your expectations are, okay, I'm back. They will be now happy to see me and we can catch up and finally take the time to, to be together and enjoy together because I'll be here only short time. And many times that doesn't happen. Not because the other one doesn't love you or the other person does not care about you, but they just don't understand how important it is for the ones living, coming back and being in contact again. So with the time, I also started to re-understand in my mind or redefine what are long-distance relationships in terms of friendship. I, with, with family, it will be always the same, I guess, no? as long as there is a, a deep connection with family, it's is more predictable, but... With friends, I started to understand that we love each other. If we have the chance to meet personally again, it will be like time never passed. But my expectations now are lower. Like I know okay. that if I go there, it's not that this person will cancel his or her life for two weeks to be with me. Because this person has a life and the life continues on the same place. I am the one stopping my life to be here for a couple of weeks, right? So... I needed to understand that relationships are also about special moments, about just being there when when you really need it, and not only about celebrating and you know being together as much as possible. It's not about quantity, but about quality. And yes, I have very good friends in, in both places, in Santiago and Buenos Aires, with whom I am in contact frequently, and I can reach in, in moments where I feel I need to talk to someone, but those are few friends. Then I have the other broad uh, amount of friends with whom I am also in contact, but I know that it is okay just to catch up from time to time and and it will be fine until next time we meet. Is it also for you that um, now it's uh, living in another place and having family and kids, it's getting harder to update kind of quite often and about the little changes in your life but do you have still a friend with whom you cannot talk for for example a year and then you kind of at the same point you you were in the same intensity of friendship yes yes I do I do have I do have a few friends like that and it's interesting because one of those friends maybe is one of my closest friends and we were we were not having a good time before I moved. So actually, we never say goodbye. Oh. When I was in Argentina, we were working together at that time. So we were friends, very close friends. We were also colleagues. And when I left, she didn't even uh, come to my small, far away celebration. So I left. I was so excited. I'm going with the love of my life. I don't care anything. Bye-bye, Buenos Aires. And with the time, we reconnected. And we met again I came back to Buenos Aires a couple of years ago 
And she's not living in Buenos Aires anymore. She's living 1,800 kilometers from Buenos Aires. And she flew from her hometown to Buenos Aires to meet me. Oh, that's a sweet gesture. And that was, and we met for a couple of days. And since, since then, and even before, we are maybe so close, like never before. We, and it's funny because we are so far from distance, but I know that every time that something is going on with me or with her, we will communicate. And maybe she's one of the few friends I would call my closest friend, which was not the closest one when I left. And we were when we were closer physically. Yeah. So quite interesting. The relationship evolved with the with the years and the distance was not a problem. It's always nice to hear that stories that it's a mix with distance relationship, you know, like in romance and also in friendship. It takes really um, sometimes risks, sometimes time and efforts and extra thinking. What can I do for the person as it's really not nearby? I want to thank you, um, Edith, for sharing stories and um, giving some tips for the long uh, distance relationship. <laughs> This was uh, Inside the Tribe, and today we were talking with Eddie about moving and also long-distance relationship, and we will talk next time about topics on uh, raising kids in multicultural um, environment and some more. Stay with us. <music> Thank you.